Studios in Johnston proper. You are live from the path. You're listening to Live from the Path. We're coming to you from the Pathway Studios here in Johnston proper. Yeah. This is show uh, 505. 505 here on Live from the Path. Uh, like I said before, if you uh, if this is your very first show, congratulations. But you have started way too late in the game. <laughs> you have to go back to the first episode and catch up. Otherwise, none of this is going to make sense. It all builds. It yeah. all builds yeah. on each other. It's, yeah. <laughs> It's all related. It's a story that's just woven throughout the years. Yeah, you're gonna you're going to be you're gonna be lost, and I would hate to see that in your <laughs> life. And really, this is me just giving you an out uh, so that you don't get entangled in this catastrophe. Uh, that is life from the path. Anyway, my name is Ben Foost. I am in the uh, the studio with Dan Hudson and uh, John Bouva the third. Well, we got uh, Mike's out this week. Nathaniel's out. Uh, uh, I don't know, skiing the river, whatever he's doing. Yeah. He yep. did tell me specifically he was trying to ski the river. Yeah. I don't know how well it's going to work. Yeah, he makes mistakes in life. Here we got going on the show this evening. There is uh, a series. Okay, so I got a few news articles. Actually, stuff was pretty good this week. We've had a real rough run of uh, uh, viable uh, articles. But I saw 15 tips for fathers to leave a lasting legacy. Oh. And I thought, uh, I'm curious, because I don't know that I've ever thought. No, pers- now, maybe I've probably thought in some notion of posterity sometime in my life but i can't say that i've i've ever thought like i want to leave a legacy but i think it's maybe because i just haven't used those those words right yeah yeah um so anyway i'm kind of interested to see I, what these I tips say are. i have always that was always my intent you want dan yes yeah, to leave behind a legacy i mean not like some great whatever but but just like I, that that you know the whole jesus and the story and right like i'm gonna, I'm gonna celebrate in heaven with with my yeah. my Great, 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 great grandchildren. Oh, oh right, yeah. The tribe of, the of dance that, that I a legacy that I, I leave to them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. We yeah. very purposely became the Abraham and Sarah of our family tree. We decided wow. pre-marriage. So got the Danites coming. Intentional. Down. Yeah. That's not good. The, the tribe of Dan did not have a good run. I mean, I mean after maybe the this try. is the new tribe of Dan. New. Yeah. 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 The resurrected. The new Dan. All things new. Okay. Okay. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, maybe you can check those, see how you feel about it. Also, uh, this is it's been on the board for, I think, the last three or four episodes. And the question is, is the Nephilim. Yes. The, ne- the Nephilim. Who are they? How should we think about what them? What are they? I mean, it just seems like a weird drop yep. that, that happens in Genesis 6 that it's like, oh, by the way, Nephilim, capital N, in English translations at least. Yep. And then there's a random bit about it, I think, in Numbers, where it's like the sons of Og, if I remember correctly, of, of who it was maybe, like a... King Az or King Og or somebody, and his sons were Nephilim, but in that place it seems to be more implied that they're just giants. Just big so, fellas. Those were inserted by Stan Lee back yeah, Right, yeah, exactly, ago. yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hulkish figures, uh-huh. trying to figure out exactly what's going on with the Nephilim, yeah. and why they say they're 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 like sons of angels or something like that. What's yeah. happening? Okay, so we'll, we're going to hit that up. Uh, also, there was, a, there was an article that said, if you're not happy right now, read this. Ooh. 
Don't I already think, hate that. Don't you think, Booba? No, I, I'm almost. I'm. I'm. I'm 85 sure that I'm not going to change my ways after I read that. Now yeah. that if I, if I was happy, I won't be. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yes. You <laughs> have the really uh, the opposite effect on my mood and outlook yep. happened from you telling me to read something. Yep. 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 There we go. Uh, also, I I believe uh, there's this possible Pope style advice this evening and some advice on uh, dear life from the path, and then we'll cut the. Uh, that'll be it. Yeah. We'll cut you loose. Okay, so that's maybe I think we'll start with this uh, 15 tips for fathers to leave a lasting legacy. Yeah. Okay. I'm interested. Uh, let's see here. Blah, 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 blah. Crisis of madhood, blah, blah, blah. Okay, this is a go. good start so far. Yeah. That's, uh, th- <laughs> I'm there's engaged. A, there's a lot of blah, blah, blahs. Um, <laughs> uh, a couple quotes that are in here before the 15 suggestions. Uh, we have a weak nation because we have weak churches. We have weak churches because we have weak families. We have weak families because we have weak men never challenged with the true biblical standard. Whoa. Yeah. It's a bold statement. By Bill Gothard. <laughs> Bill Gothard. Of course it's, it is. It would be best if I hadn't said it was from no, Bill Gothard. Yeah. <laughs> it started so strong. <laughs> You're like, I agree with that. I went to his conferences back in the day. And Did they, you? And they were engaging. Mm-hmm. They, they were. and then, But they were always like, eh. But it was like it's so good. But yeah, uh, there's something. There was something I couldn't put a finger on it. Is that is that like is that a big name that should ring true in my mind? Like John C. Maxwell or something? Like I, I don't remember that. Years, that name doesn't mean anything to me. No. So and I, Dan, you stop me if I have the right guy. But he's the guy who um, the, the the family that's got a million kids that was on the TV. Oh no! The that's I mean, this is the Basic a, Life Institute. Okay, that's a different. He went seminars all across the country. Oh, okay, really. Biblically, um, men, men, strong manhood, and and so I mean, that's a quote would totally fit right into him. Could could you equate the time that he was doing this to a like a, a presidential administration was like the Reagan times, or a little bit later than that? Probably right during oh. that ish. No, that, no, there we go. that's right. Ministry that once nourished the Duggars family's faith. That's Duggars. Him. Oh, so he was okay. Yeah, they, it's they went to that. Okay, because it got kind of cultish a little bit. So yeah, like, you know, I never got that deep into it to know, but uh, I'd read that or heard that, and then he got in like in jail. I think I'm so much yes. more excited to hear these 15 things. Yeah, that we're they're not missing from out on. him. He was just they quoted him on the. Up front. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I thought you were saying that he was the one who wrote the 15. No, 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 no. And I here's what I would say is Full that, circle. Like a lot of those. Um, it, this goes back to some of the conversations we had a, a, a number of weeks ago, which is like. I, it's totally. I, I don't disagree. Actually, I think we do have weak men. I think um, and weak men. Um, they don't know how to be themselves. Yeah. Um, I think they. We've. We've a lot of our men. Uh, and th- frankly, I look back at my own life and I feel feel this in my own life mm-hmm. at times where it's like I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be here. I'm not sure yeah. in which way I'm supposed to be making people happy, as opposed to like what it is to be a res- a responsible, thoughtful, um, confident dude. Walking around in the world for Jesus um, and for my family at times, and so like um, I, I do think that is the thing. I, I, you can just as as often shows up when you get some of the ultra conservative stuff. You you get the right words and and some of the right thoughts, and then you walked like three steps too far, and you started to 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 make man holy, mm-hmm. uh, and and then we lost the service and the sacrificed fellas, and uh, we, we got to be careful not to go the wrong way with it. But yeah, okay. But can, can I, I can, I'm in on the premise. I think I'm in on the premise. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's okay. It. Here we go. Offer these uh, time-tested principles for your path to prosperity to leave a last legacy. One, commit to the practice of prayer for your children daily. 100%. In yeah. It. Yeah. Man. Thumbs up. I love it. Remain in a posture of faith no matter what comes your way. 
I don't know what that means. <laughs> Those are words. I oh. mean, doesn't life bring challenges at times? Well, Aren't there times you're like tempted to like just throw it all in? And I think I th- how I interpret that is you just keep believing in Christ and you just keep walking your faith, whatever, whether it feels good or not, you, you know, whether yeah. it's, you know, the showers of blessing are coming or whether you feel like you're in a big curse, you're, you're it's like, I still believe in yeah. God and he's real and we're going to be a Christian family and we're going to, we're going to live by his principles. Whatever's yeah. going on around us. That's how I interpreted that. Okay. If he had said, trust in Jesus, come what may. You're right. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, the posture throws me off. That was weird. It's a weird way to put it. Because posturing is like to a certain extent. I wouldn't extent, say that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah it seems okay, like you're putting yeah. it on a little bit. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, yeah. Pick it Look make faithful it. <laughs> even if you don't feel faithful. Yeah. <laughs> like that feels rough. Okay. okay. Yeah, but yeah. I'm with you. Endeavor to be led by the Spirit in line with the Word of God. Yeah. Yep. I mean, okay. Good. So far. Uh, just everybody that seems like christian yeah <laughs> yeah these are these are you dude. know it seems to be time bound because we just had father's day but like mother's day happened a bit ago and yeah. just being a people's day is uh <laughs> is next tuesday or whatever like uh okay all right let's yeah okay that's a good test right is this really for dudes or is this for everybody right so far everybody number four obey god's word and everything being quick to repent for laziness compromise or disobedience those are some interesting things to point out, unless you're getting at something that we believe is dude specific. Uh, that dudes are Okay, yeah, there's gender roles that are called out in the end there that are being missed. A lot of apathy, a lot of... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lazy dads. Although, you know, here's the thing, is I do wonder, um, I, 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 I do think we've lived down to this. I think fellows yes. have lived down to this perception. Um, I, and But I don't think it started as laziness. I, I really do think it started as... Um, uh, there became a societal low bar of what it became to be, to, to be a fella um, who who stood for something, who led things, who encouraged and built up people around them to be great at stuff. Uh, and and as that as we lost the grit, then you started to go, well, what do I expect? Well, I just don't want to cause any trouble with my wife, mm-hmm. and I don't want to anger my neighbor Ted. And so what did I do? I sat on my, on my, my brains uh, in the living room. Right. And and that was in my bar. And so they're living up to a low bar. And then I think actually from that, dudes just got used to being lazy and there was no reward or incentive to not be. Mm-hmm. And so I, I actually do think laziness is the thing, but I think it started because we just like dudes kept just living down to their expectations. Mm-hmm. But they allowed that. Fellas allowed that by not um, uh, fighting for, no, I'm going to hold myself to a higher standard right. than that. And, they, and we didn't. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Five, focus more on building character. Than bringing creature comforts. Okay. Hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, you don't disagree, but it's like that builds the legacy. It's a, in your, do they mean in your kids, or just in general, like your, or your own character? Focus more on building character than building creature comforts. Like, because I assume it's in like. But... I work hard and have a nice house and my car has air conditioning so does my house <laughs> like, creature comforts i have a i have a man den that i can go to at the end of a, a long week yeah uh, yeah yeah and i don't so know you want, to, you want to build the character so that that's what lasts and there's no yeah, there's no burns. additional definition to the 15 it's just the statement weird okay oh, yeah. all right well yeah i no mean one, i'm for building character yeah. so far i'm giving um, them a c minus it's okay <laughs> like the concept of character doesn't mean you can't be comfortable uh yeah, I like mean those he, aren't opposites, yeah. but I mean I get what he's what what they're saying. But. Emphasize or put your priority. Right. Yeah. Into, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. But but I mean realistically, I, it, there's <laughs> is this a real thing 
that 50% of the man population goes, hey, hey, dude, you, you should build up your son, Timmy, to have, like, strong characters. Like, no, I, I'd rather have a comfortable right. bed. Right, Like, yeah. no one's really doing that. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to put him through adversity for character. <laughs> I want him to be able to coast forever. And Yeah, like, um, this one just feels a little impractical, because, like, what do you mean? Like, I should get him a bed of nails? Because that'll, yeah, right. that'll yeah, teach exactly. him? Yeah, exactly, yes. Yeah. I mean, I understand Rub it. some dirt in it, son. It'll be fine <laughs> afterwards. Like, that just... This, this, I think, and that's how you spread infection, boy. <laughs> I, I think mean, the, the person who wrote this thought that that was a real whiz bang of a statement. I've seen people don't not discipline was. children, right? Be so so that it can be more comfortable, and, and then it does not build character. I don't, maybe, I don't know if you wonder if that's behind their thought here. Yeah, maybe. I, I maybe if this was supposed, if I was supposed to go, hey man. I'm going to read these 15 and like go hit the world with them. I, this is not clear enough to me. Yeah, this is, I mean, a, pool, this is a pool noodle of a hit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, number six. What a weird thing to say. Reinforce <laughs> New Testament Christianity <laughs> through what? through meaningful church involvement, service, and support. I mean, why would you say it like that? That though? is a weird way to do it. Get involved in your church because it's part of, it's the body of Christ that you're a part of is, is how we live this out. Kingdom living. Yeah. Yeah, I just it's just a weird way to put it. Like, hey, you get involved, like serving your serve Do your the family, car wash. Serve your church. Serve your community. Uh be be yeah, be part be integrated, be part of it. And be be thriving and active in it. Okay, I get that. I think that's a great call. Yeah. Yeah, I just reinforce New Testament Christianity. That seems like a bumper sticker that one guy bought. (laughs) And quickly wanted to return. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Seven, be vigilant in monitoring all areas of media and relational influence affecting your children. Association brings assimilation. I mean, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or everything. Yeah, I was going to say, be mindful of all of it. Yeah, right. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I want to be, I want to be inspired. But now I'm sad and tired. It's from the Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, okay. It kind of. I say I kind of half borrowed it. All right. Uh, number eight, celebrate family <laughs> scripture study, but keep it meaningful, relevant, and short. But keep, but keep it meaningful. <laughs> like, is there an unmeaningful way to study scripture as a family? Uh, I, I mean, are you... Is the prescription that it's, that it's, it's, it's more likely that you're just going to be like unmeaningful or uh, non-meaningfully doing that? Unmeaningfully? I don't know. Meaninglessly, excuse me, doing that. But they mean celebrate. Do they really just mean do? Like make sure you do this. <laughs> Good job, yeah. team. Understand the heart behind it. <laughs> yeah, maybe not, maybe maybe it's the statement of like not being obligatory in it and trying to instill that like this is not just a thing that we do because it needs to be done. But like celebrate the fact that we have the opportunity to 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 get to know the identity of our Creator. Yeah, in yeah. this scripture. Okay, yeah. G- Jesus is the living figure, not a historical one. Right. Don't, yeah. Don't exactly. check boxes. Shake yeah. hands. Okay. Yeah, no. Yeah. You're not. You're not <laughs> meeting George Washington through a history book. Like this is a living and active God that exists that you get a chance to see yeah. his story of who he's been and who yeah. he will always be. I tell you what, man. When, when I when I was a kid, uh, our neighbors next door neighbors were Christian people, and um, my family w- would not really be considered that. I mean, yeah. You, you, I mean, there was vague yeah, right, like. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus, yay, go to go to Sunday school, me. Um, but but they were like in all the way, right? Uh-huh. He was a preacher actually and, and, and dedicated family. And and if I were to eat supper with them, which happened periodically, I mean, uh they had they had family devotions every single night before supper. So if you were to a guest, cool. you 
participate yeah. in, wow. in the devotions. And of course, as a kid, I thought, man, this is the most horrible, horrific, you know, horrible thing. I can't believe you're doing this and forcing this on us. At the same time, it was like, I was kind of jealous that it was there. Yeah. You, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I respected something. it, you know, and I was like, okay, this is really cool. And one day I want to do that. Yeah. Um, now I didn't, we never really had that formality. I'm, I'm, I guess it's not my personality, but, but we, we, you know, we, we, we definitely talked to Jesus and, and stuff, but it was, it was a very formal and they'd read the daily bread, you know, they have some, mm, yeah, daily, yeah. De, yep. So it wasn't like super heavy, but, but, and they'd pray and they would have some little conversation. I mean, that, man, that, I, that was 50 years ago. I remember it like it was yeah. yesterday. You know, it was, it was meaningful. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That sounds real celebratory. And I think, I think they all grew up solid. I mean, I never heard anything otherwise. <laughs> you know, it's, it's been a while. So, yeah. I lost track. Yeah. I, I mean, there's definitely something to um, uh, guide, guiding your family right. um, and, and, and de- interacting with the living and acting, active word as if it means something because it does. Right. Right. It's basically just just treating it like it's reality, which it is. Yeah. Our yeah. family does this. We yeah. believe this. Yeah. yeah. So far, 90% of these, just everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. yeah, do yeah. That. Let's just do that. everybody. Okay. Here we go. Nine. Communicate love and encouragement consistently, knowing that rules without relationship can foster rebellion. Is it? Uh, you know, actually. Speaking to Israel? Uh, I, 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 this may be. So I would say this, this is more relevant to a. Well, it's relevant to everybody, but like, um, there are some personalities where, like, like no joke, my family stinks at this. My wife and I were talking about this just like three days ago. We are just so not very good at um at seeing the positive thing first. Oh yeah, yeah, um, right. And and like, and we even if you catch it back on the back end, like, I don't want to say the damage has already been done, but like the first impression is. We we saw the thing that could have been better mm-hmm. as opposed to all the things that were good. And like we notice we're noticing that in our in our marriage relationship is and like I mean, everybody's crabby when they feel like no one sees the good in them. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know? Of um and so and and, and fellas, I, I guess especially as you think about, you know, some of your responsibilities in your family, um, sometimes protection means um like you're you're guarding the th- you're guarding things, which tends to critique things that step out of line that cause risk as opposed to building up and encouraging. And some dads are really, yeah. really good at this. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's not an uncommon gap for fellas to not know how to do this well, or to feel awkward doing it. And I think this is something that like, um, if, 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 if your wife and if your kids and frankly, even people who work for you or whatever, do not have a sense that you're taking them in holistically and that you don't see good in them and see something to encourage and to uh, to to grow. Um, they're going to stop listening to the things that you're trying to do to protect them. Mm-hmm. I guess no, no one wants to be around a downer or like no one wants to have the impression that, look, oh, there's that guy. He thinks I suck. Right. He thinks I'm pretty crappy all the time. Yeah. I, th- so, I think I think we're cutting corners when we do that. Is what we're doing. It, it, yeah. is, is we're just like okay. I know ultimately we're going to go with the conversation. Let's just get to the part, the negative yeah. part. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I ever, of course you're fine. You know, you're my daughter, my son, whatever. I love you. And, I, and like we skip that. Yep. And, and you're yeah, you're right. You have to you have right. to really intentionally slow down and say, hey man, you really did a great job not spilling your Cheerios. Um, you know, next time let's not use the orange juice or whatever, you know, but, right. Rather than just going straight for the, 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 the negative and yep. we're just cutting that middle part out. Yep. And and I would encourage you, like, if this is something you struggle with, like a, just a couple things, you know, try, try to, I, to some of you, this is going to feel like you're cheating or you're lying, but you're not find something positive to say it's your gap. 
there's there is something positive in there. I promise you, there's something positive to say. You love this person. You care about this person. Mm-hmm. You want them to thrive. You're there to help them. That is not just an offense against you. And mm-hmm. so, um, find something positive to say. And frankly, you may need to practice giving um, compliments without critiques. So this is not a compliment <laughs> sandwich. This is what this is. Yeah. You you butter them up just so you can say the negative thing because like. If if you're, they're not used to that, I mean, it's going to feel great for about five times, and then they're going to catch on to you that all you're doing is buying a ticket to right. go harass yep. them about something. Yeah. And so separate it by five minutes, ten minutes, two hours, I don't care, but figure out, learn how to give a compliment, uh, and then let it sit for a while before you come in and you follow up with the thing that you want to critique them on. Yeah, yeah. Yes. My my uh, my, my grandson is uh, two, right? Two and a half. And, and so my his mom and dad are are living in it so so sometimes you get in it so much that you you get lost you know because mm-hmm. he, he does the two-year-old stuff periodically right, right. Yep, of course testing mom and dad the temper tantrums you know different things he's he's a great kid but he'll have these moments sure and he's learned you know that if i uh reach out in anger i'm gonna get anything i want mm-hmm. you know they got a, they got a quick you know they're, they're, they're scrambling they've never done yeah cut this mom off and dad quick. before yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And so he's at my house the other day, and, and and I thought, okay, I'm I'm a little further down the road than you are, buddy. Um, you know, <laughs> and I thought he he's not mad at anything, right? You know, and he was like, Aah! and I and I just went, Aah! you know, and I, <laughs> anyway, I I totally called him on his bluff. Then he started laughing, and I was like, dude, I knew you weren't mad. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, and then like it was for the day, it was the joke, you know, yeah, like no, 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 no. He he's just you know it was That's whatever funny. the thing was, yeah. you know, we were at. But uh, and I, I, mean, I told mom and dad, I said, I said you you know, they're, they're just. It's so hard when your mom and dad and it's, it's your of child, course. you know, I can, I can step is. back and go not see him for a few days and then come in and, yep. and it's like, well, that, he's bluffing. Call him on it. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. it's like, you've seen this before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. That's yeah. actually, it's, I, it, being a, an uncle for a very long time now, Yeah, yeah. You know, going on uh, for almost 14 years, 13 years or so. Uh, I get called out for the whole. Oh, you're not mom or dad. You're you're like you're just here every once in a while. I'm like, yes, that's true. But like, realize that I'm 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 looking at the child as a child, yeah. and so like, yeah. I'm not saying because I'm not around them being that all the time doesn't mean I wouldn't get annoyed in this situation. Of course I would. But like, that's a three year old, and like that's a one year old. Of course they're gonna act that way. Yeah, exactly. They're not they're yeah. not acting out of anger because they're like being vindictive towards you as a human being. They don't have any idea what's happening. They, don't know they how have to no clue what's yeah, going on right now. Yeah. Yeah. Your one-year-old is not manipulating you. Like, that's not the situation. Well, they well, under- I don't know about that. Yeah. They, uh, they understand. They un- they're they're starting to put mental mental bridges together yeah. to go, if this, then this. Yeah. It's not, it's not. oh, that but maniacal one-year-old. Yes, right. This yes, is the I time mean, you clamp down. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah. It's like, but they're not like, oh, I'm, you know, actively going towards or against mom and dad in this situation. It's, yeah. I want this thing because I don't have any concept of anything else. And it seems like A gets B. So I'm going yeah. to do it. And yeah. so when you take a step back like that, it starts to go, oh, cool. My child is not trying to actively like plot my downfall. Yeah. They are just being a small, tiny human being that does not experientially have a lot going on. And like I'm on a cookie, you said no. I'm rolling on the floor. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like this seems to work sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. And I think it's it's one of the difficult things as from a parental perspective is that you're always worried that like this is the first step on its way to a hundred. Like <laughs> yeah. kids start to act like no. I mean, I have had kids like you. They just go through phases of yeah. things, and you're like. No, I can see where this is going, and like you have to, you have to stop it. Like you right. have to provide walls. Like we've yep. talked about that a lot. Like yep. 
Like uh, th- there have to be boundaries. They have to. They're going to test their limits, and yeah. you need to be the limit. And that's course, fine. But we just, still do as adults. Yeah, it's I mean, right. totally. Yeah. totally. <laughs> we never stop. <laughs> yeah, but just like don't get emotionally invested in it. Just yeah. go. No, that's that's the wall. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You've hit it now. I'm real mad about that, Dad. I'm sure you are. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, it's like yeah, you can have those emotions. I understand where it comes from. That doesn't change the outcome yeah. in any way, shape, or form. But like, you have every right to have it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. So. All right. Um, okay, here we go. Number 10, schedule regular family fun times to make memories and keep their emotional tanks full. Regular family fun times sounds like an awesome, like, government-run Chuck E. Cheese. Forced family fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Come on down to regular scheduled family fun times. So, he, he, again, just because fellas may be prone to this, I, maybe this is worth saying out loud, I, I think that's a little too shallow of a way to think about their emotional tanks. Their emotional yeah. tanks aren't your your discipline and fun night. Right. Right? Their emotional tanks are, do they feel, are like, are they confident that they are loved regardless yeah. of what's going on around right. them? Are they confident that they are safe? Are they, do they trust you even when they disagree with you? Like, these are full mm. emotional tanks. Yeah. Uh, you should do the fun thing. Like, don't get so focused on, um, on keeping your human uh, safe and respectful that like their their life totally lacks joy like that's a bummer god created really good and awesome fun things you should take part and frankly you don't take your life so seriously but like um definitely do that but i just i just i want, would want to make sure that like we don't think of their emotional tanks as that binary it's just right. not empty and, full yeah. yeah yeah just fun and discipline <laughs> all right 11 oh interesting honor christian education reinforcing values taught at home so, like, go to private school? Is that what they mean? Wait, so say, what was it after honor, honor Christian Honor education? Christian education, reinforcing values taught at home. Uh, I, I guess I'm trying to think of this, is this like the, you can't expect your, your school to teach your children how to live? I suppose. And like, that's kind of, that's that's your job is to raise them in the family? Like, how deep programmed am I? Or am I, re- am I hearing that wrong? No, yeah, but I think, well, I think that's right. I think what Dan was going to say, like, Dan, like, that was, you live through that, having to kind of keep an eye on what they're learning from a public forum and stay on top of. Okay. But, but that isn't actually what they're saying. They're saying you're to honor Christian education because it's reinforcing values that you teach at home. So it presumes that they're going to school somewhere where it's Christian Christian education. Or is it time like the old school church Sunday school was Christian education? It could be. I mean, it could be. I don't know. Yeah, this one seems to be a little bit narrow of a box. Like, I mean, okay. teach your kids in line with what Jesus says is good, because you would. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Number 12, be intentional with consistent family meal times to enhance communication and stay current. I think this is a good idea. I mean, yeah, I don't think there's any harm in it. Yeah. I, well, I, I think it's there's a stability to it. Um where and we we're not very good at this actually, and I lament that. Um, that there's a stability to it to know someone's going to ask you about your day. Yeah, someone care like they're going to inquire. You're going to look each other in the eye. There's no such thing as like we're a modern family and we're too busy, and so we didn't lock eyes today. You got to uh, do an okay. embarrassing yep. thing and yep. eat in front of other people, <laughs> like whatever. And no, no matter how rough you or or you, maybe you got the teenagers real bad today, it doesn't matter. You still sit down at the table and you eat with everybody. I think there's something very good about that. Yeah, very healthy about that. I think that's probably why we ate out so much is because it was our schedules were so wacky. And yeah, we have this little time where we're all together, so we say, okay, five o'clock, we're meeting at 
you know, El Mariachi. Yep. And, and there's a, and then nobody has to wash dishes and we just leave, you know, you know, yeah. man, we, we had a far too much, but that was why. Cause, yeah. cause otherwise we were just all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. You're buying it's, it's some, sometimes it's like, yeah, it's the food, but it, it's the family time and it's yeah. the set apart family time that it's, it's hard to get away, away with, um, with all the things going on. Yeah. I dig that. Okay. 13. Plan individual date times and mission trips for your children. I also think this is a great idea. Yeah. I think this is really good. And like, especially, you know, I get, I got four kids. It's, it's harder and harder to, to give them time. I like, I was, I, I don't know what hit me like three weeks ago. I was thinking of my, not my oldest, but my second oldest. And I thought like, have I even been a good dad to this kid? Like, I, it's it's I don't know Dan if this happened to you but like I'm thinking back and I'm 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 I was letting my mind wander trying to find moments where I'm like oh yeah we had like shared really awesome dad daughter moments and like it wasn't hitting nothing was finding now I mean that ended up not it's not true mm-hmm. but like I was I just for like a five minute time frame I had a moment of panic I like this kid is 14 years old have I even been a a, a decent Wow. father to her i know my oldest got like that kid sat sat down with me and like will talk to me for an hour or at least i'll talk for an hour uh <laughs> uh you know very self-aware about about uh, just you know th- things in her life and things that we're, we're working on or whatever and like i've probably had one one hundredth of the amount of conversations with that with that second one now uh, she's not the same kid yeah, right. You know, but but anyway, I like it, one of the things that heads that off, and it, it reinforces. I do you know individual date times with all these kids. It's like once a month, once every two months or something, if I can fit it in. And like you know, you look them in the eye and you make sure that like you have a chance to talk to them without the context of the other three kids and their mom and everything else going on around. Like I, it's it, it's important. It just even carving out the time is important. Saying like I'm trying to protect something that I know I can't get right. I know I can't get this in perfect balance. All my kids deserve more time than what they're getting from me. I'd like to give it, but like this at least says it it it. it, it it shoves everything else away and makes you take them in one on one, which you should be doing with people you care about anyway. Dana, yeah. this is something you did, yes? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's cool because now as adults, we we still do it. Oh, nice, yeah. yeah you know, they, they look forward to like, hey, you can have great breakfast. They're like, okay, yeah, <laughs> <All right. laughs> if I had to. Yeah, <laughs> dad's paying at the high V. Yeah, yep, yeah. Um, cultivate a culture of honor regarding spouses, grandparents, widows, and orphans, plus church and civic leaders. That's a big group. Like, wow. love your neighbor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Culture yeah, who they cultivate a culture of honor towards all of these things. Ooh, I don't. I. I'd hesitate. I'm not sure I'd use that word the same way among right. all of those spouses, grandparents, widows, orphans, church, and civic leaders. Um, yeah, honor your local representative. Uh, yeah, I just it maybe not quite the same. Like honor your spouse is obviously different than right. on, honor the mayor. Right. Yeah, that's weird. Um, and I honor a serve widows and orphans. Um, I mean, I, I, I honor, actually, I don't mind honor because I. But but like, if you're going to think of it that way, you really should be thinking of all people in the same way. Right. From an honor yeah. perspective, and so like, I maybe that it loses its power or it loses nuance a little bit by having an exhaustive list. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think it is good, though, uh, like when it comes to especially um, being cautious in front of your kids on how you're reacting to your to your spouse. Um, And I think sometimes that's difficult. Um, You know, like every every marriage is going to go through spots 
Um, you know, and, and like the more you got going on, the harder it is to kind of keep it so that the thing you know you need to talk about, you talk about yeah. not in front of everybody. Um, and and frankly, I, I actually think it's good to for kids to see your parents um, work through things. Yeah, of course, depending on what it is. Yeah. Um, I think it's I think it's good. Um, but then you know you gotta it should hold you to a spot where like am I being you know honoring and respectful in these conversations even with people I dis- disagree with? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I used to be kind of concerned because, like, my wife and I, we just don't argue. We just never really have. Yeah. You know, we just, I mean, we might disagree, but but we just we just don't. And I remember at, at some point I thought, man, our kids have never learned how to do <laughs> how that. How to do this, yeah. right? Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, it was actually like, I, I maybe mean, I should pick a fight or something. But, but I, I didn't. But. <laughs> All right, kids, watch this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take notes on I this. I didn't like your mate love last week. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you sure look fat in those jeans. <laughs> And that's how it's done. <laughs> uh, um, all right. Finally, 15. Celebrate with creativity, life's seasons, passages, and family traditions. Interesting. Dan, did you have any of these with your family? Oh, tons of them. Yeah. So give me some examples. I, I mean, like, uh, you know, our Mother's Day celebration every year is mm-hmm. a big yep. monster thing. I mean, it was, yeah. The bistro. Was, uh, yeah, the bistro, yeah. The, the, we, we, we created a restaurant for moms and 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 that there's a lot of honor that goes on in that, especially as uh, generations would pass, yep. you, you know, and just seeing the change in the makeup of, of and everything. Uh, but and every man, we, we just have lots of little little tiny family traditions that that, that the girls have uh, really wanted to hang on to, to to the point I, I've apologized to their husbands, like sorry, man, you, you, you know, it's just, it's like, you've been drug into it. I mean, like they didn't know it was because like we were poor, but but it's like. Like for for their birthdays, we you know we could never afford much, but we wanted to make it look big. So like every year we'd get a ninety nine cent you know happy birthday banner. Where after a while we had like twenty of them, you know, and and <laughs> we just filled the house with banners. They thought, oh man, that's the biggest party ever. It's like no, we just can't afford to buy a pony for you like you really want. Right. And, and so you know they get married. They're like their husbands. You know who who puts up twenty banners for their wife. You know, and <laughs> boy they they do now. They, <laughs> they heard about it. You treat my birthday. <laughs> you know, there's unfortunately. Unfortunately, I don't remember a lot of the the traditions of, uh-huh. of my childhood. Like, I just don't remember a lot of it. But it's interesting because, like, as I've started, like, I've been married for almost three years now and, like, looking to, to like, have kids as soon as possible, as soon as the Lord blesses us and, and figure out what traditions. It's been interesting because it's kind of been this, this ad lib of traditions yeah. because it's kind of just fill in the blank of, like, what I want to exist and it's funny, like what I've held on to and what I've cared about, and like what's interesting to my wife. Well, one thing I figured out recently is um, with with Gianna, when there are uh, kids in our 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 lives that have like recitals or dances or you know some kind of performance that they've practiced for or studied for or something like that, she always brings flowers huh. because when she was a kid, she would always see people get flowers, and she yeah. always wanted that for herself. And so that's something like does not matter what we're doing for. doesn't matter how young the kid is. They get flowers. And like she called me out and she goes, this is important to me. I want this to happen. So every time I'm like, where are we going to get the flowers before this happens? We're doing that. And for me, it's like two weird things. I want uh, I want to give my kids chicken noodle soup, like like fresh made homemade chicken noodle soup when they're sick. Uh Just because like I don't know why. But like when when my kids are grown up someday, I like I want them to go. Man, I'm sick. I really miss dad's chicken noodle soup or something like yeah, that. Yeah, just yeah, this yeah. weird nostalgia that I've wanted forever. And yeah. same with chocolate chip cookies. Like I just want mm-hmm. I want the kids to be able to come home when it's been a rough day. 
or something, and we just real quick on a Saturday morning or something, just whip up some fresh baked cookies. And then we give them to a neighbor or we keep them on the on the 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 kitchen counter for kids to walk by and grab throughout the day, a couple of days. Like it's just something I care about. And it's it it's important for me and I hope it's important for my kids. And I can totally see why things my parents did may have been important to them to pass to me. And so Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right. Uh, As we witness the decline of the nuclear family and society, God is raising up beautiful examples of what life can be like in the kingdom of God under the benevolent reign of good King Jesus. Fathers and mothers are a team, but we dads should lead the way to excellence. So so we leave a legacy that lasts for the glory of God. Happy Father's Day. All right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's there's things to take. I, I again, I, I agree. I think most of these things are things every people of Jesus should do. Right. Um. But uh, I mean, yeah, a lot I, of those were reading the Ten Commandments and go, yeah, you should do this to be a good father. <laughs> Don't <Yeah>. murder people. <laughs> good job. You, you know what good dads do? Not murder. <laughs> cool. I'm a good father. Thanks, Old Testament. <laughs> okay, let's get to the big. Let's get to the big uh, question of the day. So, Bubba, uh, what's 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 why are the Nephilim on your mind? So it, it, it's something that I've thought about a couple times as I've read through because I can't tell you how many times I've started the whole I'm going to read my Bible this year thing and get through to the sixth chapter of Genesis and see that Nephilim thing and go, that's weird, and then just glance past it. This most recent bout of like, I really want to figure out who God is. I've stopped glancing past stuff. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of reading my Bible and go, oh, I hope I understand that someday and then just move past it. And so if I can't figure it out, I want to ask questions about it. Secondly, um, one of my family members actually reached out to me. And she's very sweet and like randomly pops up out of nowhere and will ask a Bible question. This most recent one was, the heck is going on with this Nephilim thing? Like, I don't know what's happening. Why are they, you know, fraternizing with the daughters of man? And are they part angel? Why is it capitalized? Like, are they giants? You know, how am I to understand this in, in the biblical narrative of the creation of of the universe six chapters in we're out of eden and we've got nephilim running around what's going on and so i figured uh there there are people here that are are smarter than i am and more well versed in their bible than i am and i'm very interested to hear if you guys have an answer on the heck's going on with this nephilim thing man what is what's what's the deal all right all right so uh but let's let's maybe give some context to it so it shows up twice yep right um, one is in Genesis six, and one is in Numbers thirteen. Right. And so, do you want to pull up maybe maybe Booby, um read us Genesis six one up through four? Yep, which, I got it up. Okay. When man began to multiply on the face of the land, and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of man were attractive, and they took as their wives any they chose. Then the Lord said, "My spirit shall not abide in man forever, for he is flesh." His days shall be 120 years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of man, and they bore children to them. These were the mighty men who were of the old, the men of renown. That's Genesis 6, 1 through 4. Okay, and I'll read the other one. This is from the ESV. This is from Numbers 13, 33. Uh, And there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, who came from the Nephilim, and we seemed to ourselves like grasshoppers, and so we seemed to them. We're tiny. Yes. Or, or they're big, which is, I think, the point. The the, the underlying, it's giant. The, yeah, the, the, the Hebrew word is, is, is giant. Right. Yeah. Okay. So the, 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 excuse me, the big, the major question here are who are these 
uh, sons of God. Right. How should we think of the sons of yep. God versus the daughters of man? Right. Um, and so you got a couple options. Okay. They could be really big fellas, just tall, uh, giant humans. Okay. Okay. People known as giant humans. Um, the other alternative is you could think of them as angels, so like sons of God, and so they are, so, or, or demons. It could be either one. It could be, but mm-hmm. spiritual beings, right? Who otherwise have uh, are from God and who have then tried to mate with ladies in the world. That's the more that I've heard it explained as is because like it feels super Hollywoodized. Of these are these are demons or angels that are that are fraternizing with the ladies of the, of the world. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, Dan. Where do you land on this one? I've I've always, I mean, there's another thought out there too, and I can't think of it. I was trying to think of what it, of, of who this is, it, but it doesn't matter because I don't agree with it. But okay. so it has, it has to be wrong. There's more uh, schools of thought. Yes, yes, yes. I've always leaned toward like the demonic, uh, spiritual. But they say, I mean, we we okay. immediately go to the Hollywood demon. But you know, there there are multiple spiritual entities in heaven. Just read Revelation. You got descriptions of different, right beans and so i i always figured it was some something of them and honestly i believe and, and this just all this i don't have like you know a hebrew word to tell you i i believe a lot of the greek mythology comes out of the stories of what happened from their offspring and, interesting and, and there's often a, a trace of truth in some of the stuff and it's like they were the the heroes of old the men of old you know the powerful men of old and and uh um, there might have been a Zeusy type character, uh, in, you know, that um, were because they mm-hmm. had some spiritual mixture in them. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'm completely okay going to heaven someday and God going, that was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's that. Yep. That was one of the things that I did try to preface the conversation with yeah. of of the person that I was talking to. I was like, first and foremost, there are some things that just I will not have an answer for. And, yeah, we don't and know. Frankly. I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with reading my Bible and going, I gave it a shot. I tried to understand, you know, culturally what's happening. What's the point of the literature that I'm reading? Who is it being written for? Like, in this case, it's legitimate, like, uh, spoken word history that's coming down before it's ever even written onto any kind of tablet or scroll. And so, like, these are the original stories of creation and and where man went after leaving Eden. Um, and, and it's okay as far as I'm concerned and understand that like, this may be a question mark that I go, Hey God, that seems like a weird one. Like what, what is happening here? Like you got yeah. half angel, half, half man people that are mighty men that, or they're just eight foot tall weirdos. Like, I don't know. So, yeah, I, I would actually, so my, from my perspective, I, I lean towards that. They're just, they're humans. Okay. Um, I, I think, um, Couple couple reasons, and I, I, to Dan's point, I, I actually I wouldn't be surprised to be wrong in this area. Right, uh, it very well could be, but like there aren't really any other um, there aren't any other examples scripturally um, of of spiritual beings um, propagating with humans. Right, this would this would be it. Yes, this, uh, right, um, and, and the wording is very vague. Like sons of God is not messengers. Like it's not any yep, of the right. otherwise words that you'd use for demons or or angels or anything like that. And so like I. Um, so, so I don't see that anywhere else. I, I also mean, what's for Jesus, uh, correct. God is separate, the except- separate thing, but God is the exception. Yeah, yes. Yeah, and yeah. there's no coitus yeah, in yeah. that situation. Yeah. Um, but the second thing would be like, it's odd that they, um, they survived the flood. 
Right. Right. So because you because you have, uh, as a matter of fact, like they start to being referred to as because they call them in, in numbers. So numbers is where they're going to spy out the land of yep, Caden. Right. Yes. They check it out. And, and they, they go, holy cats, there's some big guys over there. Yes. Giant. And right. like and Moses will come back to this and he'll say, look, be careful. As you go in, you're going to find uh, you're going to battle a knock and the on and the Anakites and they're giant. And they're and they were like grasshoppers. And so like um There's no mention there of being their like um, negative spiritual activity. It seems to propagate normally. Like it's not just like a like a generation of people who were um, like uh, the result of demons and humans. It's like there's a race of folks where you could say, well, I mean, it just continues down the line. But like that also seems kind of odd. Like they started Mm -hmm. kids and then they kept having demonic influenced giant people. Like I say, it could. Right. Um, but like, it just seems like uh, this is the same same way I would think about the Philistines, like right. as a as an offshoot of the um, Anakites, and like they're just they're just giant people. Yeah, they're, they're big folk. Um, and so I'm not, I'm not I'm not against the um the alternative explanation. Um, but like the the giant big tall humans um fit just fine with me. Okay, I think that's fair. I it just it was interesting because. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I was landing was, was in one of those two camps was, you know, there's, there's a reason that this is being specifically called out here. There's some weird stuff going on with sons of God that could be called out as like an odd statement, right? Like it's an odd identifier that I'm not really seeing anywhere else, but like, that's not, it's not the only time that exists. Well, that's not the only time you get an odd identifier for a people that exists within, you know, uh, uh, breaking down everybody that's in, in uh, the land of Canaan and all that stuff. And so uh, eventually a number, excuse me. Um, and so that, I appreciate that answer. Um, it, it, it wasn't something that was eating on anybody to be like, oh, man, this is a real God shaking moment for me. Yeah. Like, if these are demon people, then who? Oh, boy, God can't be real. Or in, if they're yeah. giants, you know, yeah. I can't believe in an existence of Shaquille O'Neal as a people. Like, you know, whatever. So. Yeah. And the, the only other, the other caution in there would be um, I, I wouldn't get caught up in the capitalization. Yeah, uh, that's th- that's a that's a, 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 a translation choice. But like the underlying. So the, so the so the Hebrew here is being Elohim. So like Ben or being yep, right um, is it's a son of. Yes. And Elohim is not Yahweh. It's God. Now, it's probably it could be referring to Yahweh, but like it, it's right. also been referred to as like there's some kings and like it just depends on the context yeah. of what it's used. And so mm-hmm. like um it's if like I think there is a um, there's a theology and a translation that starts to capitalize that because they if you believe that it refers to something that's in relation to Yahweh then you you, you capitalize. capitalize right yeah. okay. um, but I don't I don't think it has to be that okay. I don't think there's anything about it that would require it got it okay that was one going to be the other part of my question there was because that seemed to be the oddball was like this yeah. seems to be a proper noun that's being utilized as a uh, n- not any more than Canaanite would be a proper noun. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just trying to figure out what that 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 seemed like an odd piece because six chapters in, you haven't seen anything at that point, right? And you don't really see anything again calling back to it until three books later, yeah, after the Exodus. And so, and if that, and if the spiritual trends, if the the spiritual story that if that explanation is correct, then the, then the capitalization makes sense, right? Yes, and it's, it's good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and so, like, I, that's that's when you're in a tough spot as a translator. Is like you don't want to do something that feels like it's irreverent, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Simply because you didn't agree with the, the yep. translation, right. but like, but it also leads the translation as if the text says that when like the the capitalization wouldn't have been there. And right. so, like, uh, you know, just we should be gracious with the translators on that too. Even though, like, I pointed it out just so we recognize it, but like, don't don't be angry with anybody. They're not trying to twist you or anything. It's just they're trying to do the best they can. Yeah. yeah.
Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate the answer. It's just I, I wanted to get back to the person um, with with a little bit more than just what I had thought. And I I've looked into it a little bit. I've read it a little bit of other people's thoughts as well. So it's it's been it's been an interesting little thing to to look into. I remember I so this came up in there was a youth group of which. Someone was asking questions, and they asked this one, and I think I gave the, or the rough answer that I just gave, and like, it, you, you think I killed their dog? <laughs> They're like, there's not angelic people? Like, and, and not just the kids, like, it was one of the youth leaders. You feel like <laughs> he was really not very happy. Like, I just took something away from him. I'm like, dude, it could be the demons, I guess, like, if you really want them. <laughs> but I just, I'm just telling you what I think from whatever fallible perspective I have. I just... But like he was like he was I think he was disappointed in me. <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting when you really get into the the like wider span of what you're reading throughout the Old Testament, New Testament, I mean the Bible in general, right? Like it's it's interesting where it goes from like I'm gonna list off all of the fighting peoples of Israel, tribe by tribe, for like four chapters straight, right? Like yeah. this is from the tribe of Naphtali. Forty-two thousand two hundred and fifty-six were numbered that day. Blah blah blah. And then out of nowhere, you've got Balaam riding in on a donkey that he hits three times, and the donkey gets angry. <laughs> it's like, yeah. have I not like? Have you not trusted me your whole life up until this point? Why do you think I'm not going that way? There's a literal angel in our way. You don't want to go this way. And the angel's like, stop hitting that freaking donkey because it's stopping you from me killing you. Uh, just a heads up. So it's just a very interesting, like, it, it's, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, if you can't tell, I'm very much enjoying my most recent walkthrough of the Bible uh-huh. and having fun with it. So, yeah. I was reading, uh, I've been reading through Joshua and, uh, and into to Judges. And there was there's a section where they're like uh, God told them to go forth and they went forth and like, you know, it's the whole story is about you're supposed to conquer these people. And like most of them don't bother, like <laughs> the tribe of Benjamin totally failed to conquer and assimilate the people yeah. or not like they, in fact, we they should just, fraternize with them entirely. That's exactly what yeah. they do. Right. Most of the time, like a few of them are getting it right. Most of them are getting it wrong. <laughs> but like there was a weird spot where it goes, you know, they were going to somewhere. It was somewhere south of where they were. And it was uh, so they went south, and uh, they couldn't defeat these folks because they had iron chariots. And you're like, what? Like God said to take the nation, and and the, like the the way if you read it just straight up, the way it reads is like, but they couldn't do it because I mean they had iron chariots. And you're like, <laughs> well, what? But heck, God, man? what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> and and like, it's what you would think. You're like, you would say, well, God could have totally defeated the iron chariots. And so, is this telling me a fact? Like. They literally could not do it because of the iron chariots or like the Israelites believed they couldn't do it because of the iron chariots. And the wording is not distinct between these two things. And so I had to get a different – I did not have a a, a decent Joshua commentary. I'm like, I'm tied up on this. Now I got to go see what people are saying because I like – and like I looked it up. um, I just did – so this is why I don't trust the online – Whoever the first few things on the internet were like, well, you know, it was just around that uh, time of the Bronze Age. And, of uh, course. Yep. You know, the iron chariots were difficult. I'm like, I understand that. But it says that the Lord sent them in. I would presume he has an answer yes. for the iron chariots. <laughs> and every other time God has been like, I've literally laid them low before you. For countless battles now, I have shown you someone holding a staff over their head. Then I win. Someone doing this on a mountain and shouting it back this way. Then I win. Doesn't matter who they are. Doesn't I've literally laid them low before your feet, and this is your land that I have promised you now through multiple covenants that this is yours. 
get in there. And they're like, oh boy, yeah. but Yahweh. And this is and this is the the mayor of Jericho going, I told you we should have built that wall at Iron Chariots. <laughs> <laughs> was Iron the whole thing? Like, yeah. is they afraid of it or something? I said, but they had a Vuvuzela and the whole place came down. <laughs> Like right. Like how, oh gosh. It that's not the only time it's mentioned either. Like it happens again about five, six chapters later. They're like, well, they had iron chariots. I'm like, <laughs> again, I understand, but Oh, that's funny. Certainly a pillar of fire could have done something. You know, I know <laughs> Maybe we're not a river. I, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, I know I know we're not supposed to get caught up on the whole man, Israel was so foolish and I would have done so much better thing. Yeah. But like it really, as you're as you're hearing the stories uh, uh, through the Exodus and through Numbers and Leviticus, it's interesting to hear. Like, obviously, it 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 plays differently because you're reading chapter by chapter, and it's you know years between these things could have been happening. But like, you know, we don't have any food. Here's some manna. We hate the manna. We've got pheasants. We hate pheasants. Well, now I'm going to curse you because blah, 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 blah. We don't have any food. God, we should have been. How many times did the Israelites say, would we have been better if we would have just stayed under the boot of Israel? And God's like, I'm literally a pillar of fire in front of you. And I'm a cloud that descends on the tent of meeting. I am never out of your sight. And you have not failed once when I've told you to do something and you followed it. Yet here we are again. How and about you a golden go, calf? We have, right, exactly. <laughs> Moses has been gone for a little longer than we were anticipating. Aaron, take all of our gold and make us a calf from it. And Aaron's like, I mean, I guess. What was I supposed to do, Moses? They were really hounding me. Do you remember it. the wording? The wording in there is always funny, too, because it just says, like, a golden calf jumped just out. Came out. Yeah. yeah, right. Yes. Not like, you dude, you made it. I saw you <laughs> made it. <laughs> yes. And it was crazy, Moses. This this golden calf came out. I did. I mean, I did call all of them to bring me their jewels and their golden stuff so that I could smelt it into a golden calf. But it, I mean, it jumped out like crazy. Yeah. And this is exactly. I was just like, come on, man. I'm going to try that with my wife when I make an apple crisp. <laughs> Babe, I don't know it what just, happened. It just I just jumped. Out. I just there. I mean, and I ate the corner of it. I worshipped it. I, what do you want me to? I mean, it came out. Oh gosh! It just I, I as I'm reading through it, and I find myself I laugh because I'm just like, I know that this is there's there's meaningfulness in me looking at it and going, I am exactly this. Like I'm I'm no different than this. There's nothing different between my relationship with God and the covenants that I have, and like what Israel is doing over and over again, being just I mean awful to this this God that is loving them and separating and making ways for them physically and spiritually in all situations. Yeah. But I'm just like, come on, man! Like two chapters ago, you said, would we have been better if we would have just stayed under the boot of Israel with where where our fathers were from? Blah blah blah. It's like, no. No, you wouldn't have. Yeah, you're hungry. And Moses is like, fine, rock, strike, water, done. Let's move on, everybody. I mean, like, obviously, there's a comedy to Moses is like, are we doing this again? Yeah, right. But like, it's just it, it it's it's very interesting to read through. And it's been it's been interesting to kind of take a step back and go like, I can't I don't want to like glance this over and go, ah. You know, I yeah. got to make it through the first five books because that's the beginning of the Bible, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, there's some meat in here mm-hmm. that, like, I've never noticed before, and it's it's fantastic. And so, yeah. You, you start reading through through Judges, and, like, we're, like, way worse than they were. Yes. As much as we say they're bad, it's like, that was, like, three generations yes, went right. by. And then they decided, oh, wait, Asherah pulls again. You right. know? Yeah. We just and read the like succession Friday, in the right, you know, yes. yeah. <laughs> right. It's, it's shorter than the election cycle as to when yes, we got yeah, the Asherah yeah. pulls up. Yeah. Oh, my, my, I mean, I wake up in the morning feeling real righteous, and by the time yeah. I'm going to bed, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I put up and tore down maybe three or four Asherah poles today. Yeah. 
like spiritually. So, I should, I, yeah, I followed a couple of gods today. I went real, real hard Israel on that. That was bad. Mm-hmm. So. so, so sometimes I, I really debate myself on on this. It's like so, as weak as we are, and we joke about it because we're like, oh, what can we do? You know, it's like I mean, people like died because yes. of that, right? Yep. And we're like, oh, Earth grace, swallowed them up, grace. <laughs> yeah, by no means, Paul said. I mean, you know, it's like yep. no. So, so I, I, man, I hope I'm not surprised one day I, I get, you know, the judgment. He's like, no, I really was serious. Yeah. yeah. There, there's some hard rules in there that's like, that was an honest mistake. Oh, you're being stoned now. Yeah. I yeah. don't care. Like, this is a holy, oh, you yeah. brought water or you brought fire to me as a gift when I didn't tell you to bring me yeah. fire. You're dead now. Yeah. And it's like, oh boy. Like, I'm they weren't trying even to trying keep to the be. Ark from falling down. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Like, I was trying to stop it from falling. Yeah. This is a hard, fast rule. You were told not to do it, and you did. Yeah, actually, that's, it's a, it's interesting how that ties back, I think, a little bit to the the Father's Day, the yeah. Father's encouragements, because, so judges are a really good example, and there's lady judges, too, actually, uh-huh. but, but so um, the Barack is good. Barack does a good job, and they're like, yeah, got the place straightened out, and he judges the people well, and then it says, and then Barack died. And the Astro Bulls came back, right? Yeah. Like, and then and then everything fell apart. There was something about a strong leader. Right. Now it's interesting because, like, you don't. The, the Bible doesn't really tell you. Is it? Um, th- there has to be something about Barack and his leadership, but then. Also, the people are willing to su- submit to it. Right. Like at the end of Judges, you get like the most dour thing. It says the people did what was right in their own eyes. The people still always have the choice, but there is something about like people leading, even Deborah leading. Deborah's even harassing the cavities. Like, go, go take the thing. Like, will, will you come with me? Fine. <laughs> like, I'll come with you. <laughs> but like, go, go. Um, and and actually, the Deborah part is funny. She's like, okay, but I'm gonna embarrass you, and a, <laughs> yeah. and a lady's gonna kill him, and that's exactly what happens. Like the other lady puts the tent peg through his head. Um, so like, uh, but 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 like, there is something about um a, a leadership, yeah, um, where people can rally behind someone who leads well, and it 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 changes towns and families and nations and churches, and and like there is something about that. And and if fellas, if you've lived down to societal expectations, think of all the places that should be changing underneath your boldness and are not because you're spending your boldness in the chair, right? Uh, or or on the video games or like or what or even frankly or even a, even a job that you just complain and whine about and like, yep, you know that you're you're not. I don't know, like just walking through with some confidence and confidence is the thing. It's the one thing that like my encouragement um, again to ladies is, is like if you're your husband is should be able to like not give a whip about the rest of the world, but he should think everything of what you think. Yeah. And the, and if you are the person who has the power to build him up and bring him low. Um, and that's, that's why I think actually Peter hones in on, on respect is like, it, because a man needs it. It's, there's something about a man who needs to know that from this one person, he gets to be vulnerable. And so what she thinks of him matters, matters the world. Yeah. Um, and, and because this is the guy you want to be able to say, hose the world. This is the woman I protect. And, and I, I don't care what anybody else thinks of me. I'd rather, they can all think I'm dumb, but if this woman is, is for me and I'm following Jesus, then what, what, you know. I'm I'm good for it, which means there's a lot that that's the power and you have to be able to build this this man up. And a lot of times, fellas, it's not there and fellas can't um, they, they, they set a low bar for themselves, too. They just cannot right. conjure up enough encouragement in their own lives to go do something. And you're like, well, isn't that a weakness of a man? You bet it is. I, I think it's built into a man to be weak for a woman like that. 
I think that's exactly what it's for. I think a, a man needs the opportunity. He needs he needs somebody who is able to um, influence him in his life like that, where he otherwise has to stand up and protect against anything else that's going on out there. And so, yeah, I don't think that, I don't consider that a weakness at all. Just like I don't see it as a weakness for a woman um, to otherwise like um, allow her husband to essentially do the same thing for her. Right. Like where where a, a lady is is raising children and and will, and she'll do it her way and she'll make sure that they get raised to the thing that she believes to be true and she'll. She'll fight anybody who's trying to corrupt those children of hers. And so if she, uh, especially like the farther back you get, the, the the lady was hands-on doing all these things, running households. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, who Who is the one person who gets to, to go, hey, this is out of balance, or hey, we need to think about this differently? Oh, it's your husband, right? I, these are not weaknesses. These are this what these are for. These yeah. are important to be there for that. And so anyway, it's just, it's just an encouragement that like I don't – what I just said, I, I don't find this to be a weakness in a man, um, the, the dependence on a woman like this. I think it's built that way. And just just know that you, both of you have the power to build each other up or to set really low bars and tear each other down. And like, it, it's important. Um, and so a lot, cause, because a lot of times in marriages, we'll look and say, well, this person is failing me. My first question, I know you don't like it, is going to be like, is there any chance you're failing him? Is there any chance you're failing her? Why don't we start there? Right. Um, because like, if you're asking them to fill you up and they're running on nothing because you're not giving them anything. And you're like, well, shoot, man, aren't we in a chicken and egg? Yeah. You're both are supposed to be getting this, doing this. Well, it's, mm-hmm. it's not a, I fill this person up and I take, and I take, and I take like, that's why both, that's why the biblical it's record is sit, um, is built upon encouragement and service. Mm-hmm. It's why it's built that way. And so, um, I, I know. And you're like, well, who's, who's going to, who's going to pull the trigger first. Well, both y'all need to do that. And uh, and so anyway, I just just in in encouragement to be an encouragement um, in those relationships um, and and maybe start there before you start landing on how how you're not being being treated well or served. Um, It's just just a shot. Give it a shot. You're listening to Life from the Path. So I was in Connecticut this last week. I went to Connecticut for a work thing. I, I flew. I flew. I don't like, I used to like the airport. I used to like traveling in general. I don't care for that anymore. <laughs> I just don't. Uh, and it's nothing, it's not like a post-COVID or post-9-11 thing. It's just, you know, I, I have to leave my house and I'm, you know, oh, hey, I get some free time where I don't have any responsibility. That's not true. My freaking responsibilities follow me everywhere. They follow me to the airport. I just can't do anything about it because the internet's bad. And so I can't do my normal work and I can't, have hard, you know, I got my phone on me so everything I might need might be in there. And so, like, then you're three or four hours in the air or whatever. I just, I, it just feels like, oh, traveling is fake. It's not. It's not. Maybe for some people. It's, I don't find that, that I feel that way. So, anyway, I'm in Connecticut uh, for a work thing. And uh, I get there late. It's like one in the morning. And I get to the Hertz. And Hertz has the deal at, at some of the airports where you can, uh, you get to pick your own car. And uh, they had, a, they had a, a Tesla there. Oh, boy. And so I said, hey, I'm going to. I'm going to take that. Now, I had, I had done one one before. I think I might have told that story on the show. But yes. I, um, I said, I, I feel like I should, I should do it again. And just like the first time, I act like I've never seen this thing in my life. I'm like punching, punching the screen. I might, have, I might as well be 78, my ability to navigate this vehicle. It's all on like one screen. It's relatively intuitive. I just feel dumb <laughs> trying to drive this car. Um, so anyway, I get in the Tesla. And the, the problem with the Tesla is it's like driving a muscle car. Like it, because as an electric car... It just it can go zero to sixty in like two and a half seconds or whatever. Like it's yeah, I mean it's got some punch. And so you're acting like an idiot in this thing. This the 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 airport has like one of those 
you're on the fourth floor, the Hertz rental car, and so you're going down, 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 and I'm like cranking it. Oh, no. I'm going, you know, 28 miles an hour in a five miles an hour section down this whirly gig just because you can. Uh, and I got on. There's outside of the um, the, the airport, uh, Bradley International. There's like um, you end up being. Most airports, you feel like there's a lot of infrastructure around it, right? Not in Connecticut. It feels like you go, you know, a quarter of a mile out, and suddenly you're on a back roads highway somewhere. <laughs> and so it's the same thing. I'm going like way too fast, uh, right out of the gate. And so, sure enough, uh, it didn't happen the first day, but the second day, uh, somebody, I got pulled over in this uh, in this Tesla, and I thought, well, okay, so I'm gonna give you two. Pro- That's the worst problem. The second problem was I did not know how to juice it up. So like, uh, so I like I get it. I don't have a house, right? So like, it's not like I can plug it in at my place. And uh, the hotel I was staying at did not have a did not have a juicer. And so l- luckily, the Tesla has this button where you go show me charging locations. Right. But like, I don't know. There's, there's like a ton of Teslas on the road out there. But like, the closest one's probably ten miles away. Yeah. And so uh, again, I look like a real dummy. I go to this. It's at a gas station. Uh, and, uh, but you pick it up and there's no way to pay. I'm like, what is free? <laughs> that don't seem right. It was probably not free. And so it's tied to the car. Uh-huh, Once right. you plug the thing, it knows what the car is. Mm-hmm. And so, and then it knows like either who owns it, if it's a private owner or if it's a rental company, they'll, they'll just charge Hertz and then they'll come back and charge me. I said, okay, well that seems real slick. I got that figured out. It took me a while. This other person who was charging their Tesla at the same time, was I think having a good laugh at me back there? I'm, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever rented a car, but like sometimes you don't know how to get the gas tank open. Oh, yeah. I'm sitting there like pushing on it, tapping it three times, speaking real soft and nice to it. Like it's, <laughs> it's your first day here. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So anyway, but I figured that out. That was embarrassing. Now back to I got pulled over. I got pulled over, and uh, I wasn't speeding. I had just like like peeled out, <laughs> and. Uh, I think the cop was just bored or whatever, and so he he pulls me over. And so um, he pulls me over, and he goes, hey, you know, is this your uh, – show me your license and registration. I said, look, it's a rental. I don't even know. Let me look in the glove box or whatever. And of course, I can't get the glove box open. There's like a, there's like a button for it. You, gotta, you can't just – there's not a lever. you got to find it on the screen and say unlock glove box. Anyway, long story short, uh, I, I pull out the registration – and whoever had rented this thing, I, you know, whoever, I don't know how long ago, but had left a business card in there. And it was like a a, a clergy, like a Catholic priest or something. Uh, Monsignor, Father, Friar, whatever it was, blah, 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 big cross on it. Guy goes, hey, is this you? I said, no, that's <laughs> that's not me. I did see I'm not even wearing a collar. And I laughed at this. He did not laugh at this. He was a Catholic. <laughs> he did not find me funny in the least. And so... Uh, he looks at my driver's license and he goes, Hey, you're from Iowa. I said, yeah, I'm from Iowa. He goes, well, when are you going back? I said, well, I don't know. Like, I, I, I thought about it. And I think I'm heading back home Thursday. And he goes, I, I need to tell you this. I'm actually going to Iowa on Thursday. I said, no kidding. What's what the heck's going on in Iowa on Thursday? And he says, I'm going to help provide security. The Pope is in town. Oh, I said, I said, hot diggity. You don't, so the Pope is going to be in Iowa. I said, that's, that's wild. And he says, and he gave, I said, well, what, you know, where? And he goes, he goes, look, if I tell you the exact address, I just need to know you're not like some sort of political <laughs> agitator. I said, I mean, you're a terrible security man, but I said, we already know each other close. Will you just tell me what it is? So he gives me this address. I said, it's an apartment complex. <laughs> I said, what? That's wild. Uh, and he said, he said, the Pope, Pope Frank's the man of the people. 
And so uh, I said, okay, well, let me, let me, I'm going to go check it out when I get in town. And so I go to this address after I flew, flew back into town on a Thursday, got there about like mid afternoon. And it's not Pope Francis at this place. Somehow a rumor had been put together that the Pope was going to be at this apartment complex. And it's, it's Bouva's place. What? Bouva's place. Someone has mistaken Bouva for the Pope. And there were people like out on the balconies. Uh, and, and cheering like they want they want him to come out and say something. And so I made it my way. And I said, Boo, what the heck are you going to do, man? These people are going nuts. And uh, you I mean, they're going to be angry if you just tell them that, that nothing's doing out here. And so you got to go give them some Pope style advice. You got to figure out what are you going to tell them so that they a Pope would do. He would come out and he on the balcony he'd give the advice and then they would go away. I said, so, you know, what are you going to tell them? So what'd you say, Boova? Oh, man. This is a this is a rough time for me because I, I was not expecting this. But recently I moved to a new apartment that does have a balcony that looks like it could be a, a, a papal situation. Yeah. So it, it could totally happen. Man of the papal. Um, man of the papal, Buva. <laughs> so uh, I, I got a two-parter because they're small parts. But um, uh, the first thing, it, it, I told a story to these people because I, I figured out a mechanic in, in my relationship and in, in a lot of relationships. And I thought it was pretty fancy. And it, uh, it, it, it's, it, it involves throwing yourself under the bus before you drag somebody under it with you. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm going to point something out to you, I'm going to start out by saying some bad stuff about myself. So that when we get to the point where you're the bad person here, uh, I mean, I'm there with you. So you don't feel as bad. And, uh, I decided to try and use that this week in my marriage. And, uh, it, it, it wasn't great. Oh, it, <laughs> oh. It it didn't go well. So my wife is wonderful. She's the best thing that's ever happened to me besides Jesus is what we both like to say. And uh Wait, wait. She says the same thing. Yeah, she about says I'm you. the best thing. You, no, no, she says I'm the best thing that's oh, ever happened oh, to me besides okay. Jesus. <laughs> it's a cute thing. She's very loving, but what we really mean is she's the best, the best thing, thing that happened to yeah. me. So, yeah, yeah. That makes more sense. Okay. Oh, totally. So um <laughs> I, I won't go into the specifics of it, but like she's recently picked up a thing that is very annoying to me, like okay. just something she does. Yeah. And it's it's interesting because like we're we're coming up on our third year of marriage. We've been together for about five years total together. Um, and it's just it's it's amazing to watch our relationship and our our love for one another mature as we both get older and as things change in our lives and 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 you know the pitfalls we thought we would have we just flat out don't have like there it's fantastic it's such a cool thing to like we've seen some rough relationships about around us and we don't have those same things like we just don't argue that often like it just doesn't happen we both are we try to be very conscious of the other to make certain that like if we hear something that might offend us or hurt our feelings we go there's no way that person meant it that way. And so if I'm taking it that way, take a step back and go, okay, they're probably upset. They might have had a rough day, something like that. They're just little t- tips and tricks that you pick up yep. that you both know. Um, but this, as, as we've matured, we've also started to learn how to be annoyed at each other because we never really thought we'd ever get there. But oh boy, are we there? Because there's things she does that I just go... You know, I could live without that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I could really live without that thing. I couldn't live without her, but if she didn't do that anymore, it'd be a happy day for me. Yep. And so I started walking into this whole, uh, uh, not compliment sandwich quite, but like, hey, let's both get in the, <laughs> in the muck together situation, Yeah. where I'm like, you know, and I started to tell her all the things that I do that probably annoy her. 
And as I'm detailing these things and I go, you know, sometimes I'm not very good at communicating because blah, 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 blah. And sometimes I'm, I'm not very nice because like my brain starts to hurt because of blah, 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 blah. And as I'm listing off these, these li- this detailed list of things that I probably annoy her in, mm-hmm. I'm in the back of my head going, when is the level that I can stop? And start on her level of annoyance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when have I drug myself enough under this bus to then go, it's nice down here, babe. And by the way. And by the way. <laughs> like, she, and, and here's the deal. I'm not being sly. Like, I'm not in any way doing something she's not expecting. Like, she sees it in my eyes. She knows it's coming. And it was such a fun moment because I realized, I was like, here's the deal. What I'm attempting to do is to be uh, not a schmuck, just to voice an annoyance. But I'm doing it in a real, like, sly, dumb way where I'm just like, oh, I bet I could, you know, el- eliminate some of the backlash by by being, you know, Rico Suave in this my moment. My wife's a third grader. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, exactly. I'm manipulating through communication and psychology my wife here. And after this list of stuff that I go through, it was this weird moment where I was like, you know what? You know what would be great? I'm just going to leave it at that. Like, I'm not even going to bring in the, and by the way. This is who you are. And now that I've detailed how awful I am, I'm going to tell you a couple of things that you've done recently that's annoyed the crap out of me. And I just, and like you could see this build up in this moment where she was expecting it to hit the climax and then, you know, flip on and then and continue with, with things she does. And I, it hit me where I was just like, I love this woman. I love her so much. She is legitimately the best thing that's ever happened to me. She has put up with the stupidest crap from me that anyone has ever put up with anyone on, at least in my opinion. She deals with me on a daily basis. The woman friggin' loves me more than I ever thought possible and proves to me daily that I am worthy to be loved. And I am choosing to be petty and stupid and manipulative in this moment and not even like good manipulation. Like it's all dumb. And it just was this fun moment where I realized I was like, you know what? What a fun time that I can look back on this and go, I'm just going to take this opportunity to list out all the things I do that annoys my wife. And I'm going to look at her and go, doesn't that suck for you, babe? Thanks for loving me. And I didn't do the rest of the part that I plan on doing. And she kind of looked at me. She goes, man, I was really thinking that was going to turn into flipping on like, but you do this stuff too, by the way. And it to turn into a list of stuff that I annoy you with. And I was like, baby, that's exactly what it was going to be. It was 100% going to be that the whole time. You weren't, you weren't like, there was no smoke and mirrors. You were looking right at it. But I love you. And I thank you for putting up with all those annoyances. And I'm so thankful and blessed that I get to be in the relationship enough to be annoyed by you. And I love you. Nice. And it was a really cool moment where I was just like, I bet, I bet most of the, I mean, I'm probably going to screw that up next week. Like I'm probably going to mess this up a thousand times again. But like that one moment where I'm like, what a fun opportunity for me to flip off my brain and go, you know what you should not do? Mm-hmm. List all the things your wife does that annoys you. Cause that seems like a really annoying thing to do. And what's the point? Like, what am I actually going to gain from it other than a five second feeling of (laughs) a told her like that's dumb. I don't want to be in a marriage where I'm involved in 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 cyclical. I told you so's that's stupid. Mm -hmm. And it was just this interesting thing where I put my foot down and went, I want to be in a better marriage than one that that like is petty. Like communication will break down. We'll have our petty moments, but not this one. Not this one. I'm taking it back. And so I don't tell that story to say how great I am. I tell that story because, like, I'll probably screw that up again, and I've probably screwed it up 48 times already in the three years we've been married. But, like, it was an interesting thing to be able to take a step back and go, maybe I should look at this through the lens of, she really is the best thing that's ever happened to me, and I love her so, so much, 
And I'm so excited that we've been together long enough that she can annoy the crap out of me. <laughs> and so that was the first thing I said on, on my papal advice. Yeah. Uh, the second thing, I, I probably Wait, actually... You're not going to tell me, like, will she make a horse noise? Are, like what her response was? No, no. I'm just saying, like, what was the thing? Oh, uh, she's in she's in a psychology class right now, okay. right? Okay. Yeah. And, like... I don't know if it came about from like a student-led discussion or if it was like on one of her PowerPoints or something, but, or, or uh, not psychology, philosophy uh, is the one that she's in. And she started doing this thing where she, whenever she hears the word thought, mm-hmm. she'll like jokingly say, but what even is thought? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> and the first three times I heard it, I laughed my butt off because yeah. I was like, oh yeah, babe, community college for the win. Mm-hmm. She's just like, but, but what even is thought? But now she's done it maybe 48 million times. And like every time I say, well, I think she goes, but what even is a thought? And I'm just like, (laughs) oh, boy, baby. That was funny. And then she says it to other people and they think it's funny because it's the first time they've heard it. Uh But I've been like this the fourth time today. Stop it. You stop what you're doing. Uh-huh. And she also likes to quote Katy Perry's uh, song uh, where her lyric goes, do you ever feel like a plastic bag floating in the wind? Mm-hmm. But that's all she says. And she'll say it to me randomly in the middle of conversations. Like she'll be asking questions and then the question will end with, but do you ever feel like a plastic bag? And I'm like, stop, just stop, just stop. Uh-huh. And so it's just little things like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, she's justified. She is justified. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. Uh, second bit of advice I gave to the people that, that thought I was the, the Pope, unfortunately. Um, and this one's going to be hopefully pretty short and sweet. Uh, read your freaking Bible. Like, we've said it a thousand times. We've said it a hundred different ways. We've heard it a million different times. Whatever. Read your freaking Bible. And this comes from this most recent bit of, 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 of me feeling good about my, my disciplined walk with Christ. Uh, and I'm probably going to fail at this again, but I'm not letting that stop me from, from reveling in where God's got me right now. This is legitimately, this is the story of, of God's identity that he has handed down to you, that you have unfettered access, at least in most situations, unfettered access to that you most of the time probably look at it as a chore or you just flat out don't do it. Or when you do do it, it's like uh, you poo poo it like, oh, man, I'm going to read the Old Testament again. Ugh, I'm going to get stuck in the laws. It's going to take me forever to get through. How many are there? Why does this matter? Stuff like that. And I, I, I told a, a, a thing or I said a thing recently that, that really started hitting me hard. And I've tried to say it a couple more times because it really meant something to me. But like. Everybody that, uh, if you, if you all know, I lost my dad 13, almost 14 years ago. Right. And it it sucked. I was 18, blah, blah, blah. We've, we've been through that story. And what I've been realizing is if I had a book that detailed the identity of my dad, like the book of Sean that just flat out told stories about him told stories from his perspective showed how much he loved me and like constantly was there to to put me to the right place was a loving father to me and like made promises that he never failed on even though i failed on him so many different times all these different things that he set up i'd read that book every friggin' day like i just flat out would because it'd be such a cool experience because i don't have my dad next to me to tell me these stories 
But if I had that book, I'd be in it constantly. I'd quote it all the time. I'd let it, I'd let it tell me who I needed to be. I'd let it fill in the parts of my identity that I have difficulty filling in myself because I sometimes don't have a lot of the context. And it's literally at my hands. I'd be in it every single day with joy because I'd be like, wow, what an opportunity that I get to look back and read a book from my dad that is authored by him that tells such a beautiful story over thousands of years that is perfect and is living and is, is, I mean, it is just watered my soul. What a beautiful situation. And if I take a step back and go, how much better is my heavenly father than my dad, Sean? And how much better is this story, this collection of books and these beautiful stories and, 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 and the, the literature that exists that is God revealing himself to us. It's hard to just go, ugh, I got to read again today. When you look at it through the lens of like, I can't wait to meet another side of my father, or I can't wait to be reinforced in who I know my, my, my heavenly creator is. My king has written this book so that I, I, without a doubt, can know who he is. And some parts are confusing, and some parts I have to reread, and some parts feel like, wow, this is just a list of names and numbers. But like... Take a step back from those name and numbers and go, what is the story being told by this? Is this a story of a God that, that abandoned his children and failed all the time and wasn't as powerful as he ever said? No, it's a story of the fact that God beautifully and perfectly loved a people that he promised from, from the beginning through mess up after mess up that he was going to populate the earth and show that covenant to all of them through his people. And what a beautiful story that is. And what an honor and a pleasure it is for me to be able to have access to that at all times and to get to go, my king, tell me who you are today. Read your friggin' Bible and get off my lawn. I think that's right. I think that's totally right. Hey, uh, maybe you've got some thoughts on this uh, advice. One, uh, tell me it's time to spill the tea. Tell me what kind of annoying things that you do that you you need to tell your wife. You can say it to the Kuwait line, 515-517-0085. Please do. I want to read that so bad. Like, that sounds like a fun time for me is to read through all the things that you do that are annoying. Yeah. You say, I want you to just take a, take a thought of it, and maybe you're not quite yet bold enough or ready to tell your wife. You tell us. Just leave it on the complaint plan. And, and the call or text, you can text that in if you want to, 515-517-0085. Also, uh, maybe um, if you have any... Any advice on uh, leaving a legacy as a dad? Uh, maybe maybe something that's maybe a little bit more compelling than what we read through. <laughs> <laughs> something that feels like, you know, dad, dad type of stuff. That would be great. It's 515-517-0085. We would love to hear from you. And uh, that's, that's call or text uh, live from the path. Bob Eisenhower, complaint line. Uh, speaking of which, also, well, maybe you have, uh, you need some advice. And like, I mean, you're desperate. I mean, desperate that you're going to get a hold of live from the path. That's great. You can use that complaint line to do that. Or shoot us an email, info at live from the path. Dot org. Buva, who do we have looking for some advice on the show today? Dear Life for the Path. Yeah, it's great. My mother-in-law is an attention seeker. Mm-hmm. She's very loud and talks in a baby voice so that everyone <laughs> so that everyone looks at her. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a combination and a half, man. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. 
All right. My mother-in-law is an attention seeker. She's very loud and talks in a baby voice that everyone looks at her. She made my wedding shower and years later my baby shower all about her and the gifts she gave. Not only did it take the spotlight from my husband and me, but it, it made other family members' gifts or contributions seem inadequate. She always has to give the biggest and best while letting everyone know and distract from other people's special moments. My daughter is being married in a year and a half. She has already told me she doesn't want Grandma Dorothy, in quotes, to come dress shopping because she doesn't want to be embarrassed. But she does want my mom and her fiance's mom and grandmother to be there. I have told her that she has to invite Grandma Grandma Dorothy. I do love my mother-in-law. I want her to come to all the festivities. The problem is she gets irrationally mad if you ask her to modify her behavior in any way. My question is, how do I ask her to reel it in without offending her or making her mad? My husband's solution is to ignore his mother's behavior. <laughs> so it's car- not even her wedding who's no. asking, no, it's, writing the letter. It's her daughter's wedding. You don't get to decide. And it's her yeah. mother-in-law. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's the bride's grandma. The bride has already said, I don't want her there. So... Yeah. Did she say that she wants... She doesn't want her coming dress shopping. Yeah, it's just dress shopping so yeah. far. But uh, but otherwise, it seems like it's okay. Wedding, wedding seems wedding. like yeah. it's going to happen yeah. regardless. Yeah. Grandma Dorothy wants to come uh, uh, dress shopping. Yeah. And it seems like uh, uh, she's granddaughter. Does Grandma Dorothy even know? It's just, it's just they just had the conversation. And the bride said, I don't want to. And the mom's like, oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> and she doesn't even know about it, does she? Can can it just happen? Yeah, no, she I never it, knew it, it happened. I mean, it doesn't say anywhere that that Dorothy already knows that right. she's going or isn't going, or that it's. It, I mean, she'll probably guess it's happening eventually that someone's wearing a dress. But she's stop, stop meddling. That's that's. Uh, that's yeah. Okay. Two. Okay. Uh, let's separate the things. One, the dress shopping. Just don't tell her. You're going to go sins of omission here. You just don't. You don't bring it up, which is fine. It's your prerogative. You don't have to tell everybody who you're not inviting to come dress shopping. That the event is occurring. Yeah. And so you just leave that out. The second problem is this woman's attendance at all. It sounds like everybody wants her to be there, but there may be a need to try to tell her to curtail her behavior. Uh, now, I, I mean, it, like, it's not clear. It sounds like she's at her worst when, I don't know, grandstanding and uh, giving gifts and trying to shame everybody else about the gifts that they're bringing. Which, I mean, she didn't contest that the woman brings awesome gifts. <laughs> Right. right. Sounds Just like she, she makes might, a big deal out of it. She might be pretty good, you know. Uh, yeah. But like, uh, so I, I don't know if if it's a big enough problem that like you're worried this woman is going to like ruin the wedding. She's going to stand up and <laughs> talk very loudly in a baby voice. <laughs> uh, I love that so much. Maybe the reception. Yeah. Grandma Dorothy's here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I was having trouble putting together exactly how it's how it's going. Um. You know, if if you, I don't mind talking to her. Like, it's not, I don't think it's a big deal to talk to her. I don't think it's going to do anything. <laughs> That's a yeah. personality. It's not going to change much. That's like telling the quiet person you're going to start talking more. It's like I know I'm not. No, I, I don't yeah. think it's going to happen. Now, if most people have met this woman, I'm sure she's got to be a running gag, right? And Truth. everybody, it's not like they're going to look at you and go, "How could you invite this woman?" Everybody knows she's coming. Everybody knows she acts this way. She's not really offending anybody more. You probably don't want your, you know, your husband's new husband's parents and family to realize that you got a real a wild card over there with with grandma babykins. But like, I, you know, I, I don't know. I wouldn't want to say you're stuck because like if if you think it's a big enough deal, don't invite her. Okay, I, it's fine. I like mm-hmm. I've had some offensive people in our family, and like I don't. It's weird. I don't really have a problem going. Hey, 
listen here. Do not. This is an actual. This is an actual thing. Do not mention anybody's nationality at this restaurant. <laughs> this is the type of thing that happens. Like this is not. This is this is not up for discussion. You don't ask people their lineage. <laughs> like this is. These are things we're not going to do today. <laughs> and like this is slightly offensive, <laughs> but I mean it keeps it from happening. I'm so glad to know that that happens to other people. <laughs> not uh, not specifically don't ask about a nationality, but like, hey, drive up so we can see what those people look like. And I'm like, what do you mean? Well, they took too long at that stoplight. I bet they're insert nationality here. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This this guy this guy's too they're just too it's just too sensitive. I mean, I ha- I have I have a friend who I don't care what you talk about. Any subject, name any subject on earth, and he will be an expert in it. Oh, yeah. And give every answer <laughs> and things you, you don't care about. Like, you know, those are blue on the inside. Don't care. Nope. No, you know, don't care. And and everybody knows that this person does that. So, you know, at first you just kind of push back. Then you just go, yeah, whatever. That's this guy. Right. And right. Let him do his thing and everybody ignores him. And then you get on to this conversation. Yeah. You know, it's it's like nobody gets hurt and, and it feels really good. And, yeah. And, and, uh, it creates a shared moment. Hey, you remember grandma when she was alive, when she used to act this way? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody remembers. Yeah. True. It's creating memories. Yes. Maybe That's she told everybody point. what her gift was. Yeah. Yep. You yeah. can be relationally battle bonded with friends and family to go, you remember when they used to do that? Yeah. Yeah. That was totally. nuts, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Okay. Just embrace it for it. what it is. Okay. All right. And don't Sec- invite to the dress. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Secular says, it's time to step out of the way on this matter. You seem to have forgotten that the, uh, this upcoming wedding is not your wedding, but yeah. your daughter's. Her wishes about who should attend, what should prevail. Wait, her wishes about who should attend is what should prevail. Excuse yeah. me. If she understands the ramifications of excluding Grandma Dorothy and is willing to forego the lavish gifts and contributions her grandmother bestows, then that should be her privilege. Further, the person who conveys that message should be your daughter, not you. So, so she's not going to give a gift because she didn't go to the dress yeah, that seems thing. like a weird one. I think she, they're jumping to conclusions. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Dear Life of the Path, I'm hoping you can help with an ongoing issue I'm having with my sister-in-law. She has verbally assaulted me four times, sorry, each time acting like she doesn't remember what she said or apologizing, only to do it again. When these, ins- uh, when these assaults happen, she's intoxicated and high. I suspect she has an addiction problem. In parentheses, I've never been anything but kind to her, her husband, and her children, and I never fight back. These attacks happened mostly via phone or text, after which I hang up or block her. Once, it happened in person, and I just walked away. I've done this so it doesn't cause even more problems, but I've reached my limit. What do I do next time? I see her at a mutual get-together. I already told my husband I will no longer attend events at home. Uh, Okay. I get that this is going to seem insensitive, but like we have a problem here because I need to know what you mean by verbal assault. Yeah. Yeah. Like I cannot imagine, and I've got many a foul text message from people, my family included, and And some were very offensive, Dan especially. Uh, so you get Dan after like 2 p.m. He's all he's all riped up on the hoo-ha. It's almost nap time. <laughs> so like, but like, I, I, they may make, I mean, things make me nervous um, and they might, like, where I, I don't like unrest between people, but like, I, I never have I seen words, even, they've been very offensive where I'm like, oh, I'm a soul. I thought, yeah. well, that person's very wrong. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. that's my reaction to things. Yeah. And so like, 
I don't. I'm not trying to denigrate the fact that someone has been um, aggressive to you um, and and said something. But like, especially when you're talking about a like an asynchronous communication style, right. like text messaging that you could just put your phone down. Just yeah. yeah. Hi, yeah. I reject that. Thank you. Like you, I, I need to know what you they're, they're probably intoxicated, so it's like they're not. In their right. right mind. Don't forget high. Yes. And high. And both. Oh boy. They are what's called <laughs> crunk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, doesn't that meet itself back in the middle? Doesn't what? like <laughs> one being an upper, one being a downer. <laughs> yeah, right. it just I mean, high can mean a lot of things, so you know, yeah. whatever. So I one, I, I don't know um how do you interact. Well, unless if they're not drunk or high and everything's going fine, then you should pretty much act normal. Uh if if they are drunk or high and they act belligerent to you, you should ignore that and go, hey, just so you know, I will not be responding to you until I feel like you're in your right state of mind. Yeah. You know, I, like, yeah, I, I would just I would take it easy with the um uh the assault stuff like it's you you would be allowing some of that. Yeah. You, don't, you don't have to allow things. I, I get that it hurt like people you care about uh, or you want to be in like friends with or get along with. Like when they say hurtful things to you, I get that that stinks. It does stink. But like, you know, it's not really this. You're not wounded. Um, you, you're just it just this is it's, it's not ideal. And so I think you need to approach that a little bit. D- just change your mind a little bit. Put yourself in the driver's seat. You get to control how you react to this. OK. Secular says. Have you or your husband approached your sister-in-law's husband about her erratic behavior and your concern about her substance abuse? Tell the spell the spouse. <laughs> I think you should. However, if you can't bring yourself well, to do that, treat her as you would any other rude acquaintance you would prefer to avoid. When you see her at mutual get-togethers, stay on the other side of the room and do not engage with her. All right, we got uh, time for one more? Yeah, let's do one more. Right. Dear Live from the Path. Our son and his wife were visiting with us in our living room. While we were talking, his wife picked up her cell phone and several times initiated texts during their brief visit. Yep. My spouse and I think it was rude, but we haven't said anything to them. Should we? We would prefer that everybody be fully present during the short time we're together. During a prior visit at our house, I asked her a question. As she was about to answer me, her cell phone buzzed. She got up, made a phone call, and left the room for a while. Her call wasn't an emergency. It was just a chat. We thought that was rude, too. What, if anything, should we say or do? She makes frequent texts and phone calls when we visit them. Are the rules different at their house? Uh, I'm sure sure if you say something to her, she will stop immediately (laughs) and never do it again. Oh, of course. Yes. (laughs) I'm sorry, but the world has moved on without you. Yes. And it, I was waiting for that one. It has brought some good, and it has brought some bad with it. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, but no. No. I think you just let this go. Um, you just, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, here's the thing. People will st- will start to feel it uh, at times, and they'll recognize that, that they're, you know, that they're harming other people in that way or whatever, that they're not feeling uh, paid attention to or whatever. But, like, I mean, no joke. I, th- that's not personal to her. Everybody who's got a cell phone right. is struggling with this behavior. Yeah. Um, and what, how much they are aware of it, I think, is varies a lot between people. And, and you're just you're not the person. So I think you're going to have to let that go. I mean, I say go drastic with it. And you get like one of those those lock boxes that you put in the middle of the of the living room that everybody has to put their cell phone into. 
and then you're the only one who has the passcode. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when you're done with your visiting is when you put that passcode in and give everybody everybody back their mm-hmm. cell phone. Yeah. I think that's the most logical choice. Do they sell scramblers for like a local home? <laughs> Scramble Gra- Grandpa pulls out some weird like death ray looking thing from a 1950s sci-fi movie. All right. Secular says, your daughter-in-law's behavior was rude and disrespectful. In your house, you should establish the rules. Consider making one of them leaving cell phones in a basket at your front door. (laughs) Lockbox. (laughs) I had not read that yet. In your son and daughter-in-law's home, they can make the rules. You should have spoken up about how she made you feel the first time it happened. Because the unspoken message she conveyed to you was that she wasn't interested in interacting with you. Uh, yeah, I That's just, harsh. It's just it's not that simple. I, I wish it was like if 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 yeah. it was such a clear sign of rudeness, right. then I think you could address it that way. But like I, I don't I don't think that's a reality. And like I said, no. I'm not, I, it's not a good turn societally that that's that's how we are. But we are like that, and I think most people are like that. Yeah, and so. It's just not that it's not that simple. And I frankly, if you if you take it in that way and you share it that way, you're going to look silly. Right. Uh, and it's it's one of the it's one of the cautions, even from a parenting perspective, is that like if you can't your kid, especially teenagers, your teenager may be acting silly. They may act. They just make a teenagerish type of decisions. They're reacting in teenagerish ways. And like if the only way that you render it is is basically the full extent of their silliness. If you can't figure out at all where they might be coming from. Right. You're right. Technically. Yeah. Uh, but they're not going to hear you yep. because it feels like you, it feels like you're taking in the situation wrong where they need help seeing it your way. You basically just cut them off and had no sympathy for how they what their situation might be looking like. OK. And so I, this feels a little bit different maybe to you. But like this this person you're interact with is yes, is an adult. But like they obviously they don't feel like they're being rude. They think mm-hmm. they can do two things at once. And frankly, I mean, they probably can. Uh, and maybe your stories are boring. Maybe you can you tell the same long story for 15 minutes. She can dab, bow out five times and still be like, yeah, I mean, got it. Charlton Heston, <laughs> King, I get it. So, yeah. you know, I I would just say it's um, I, I, I was trying to think of a way like how how might you bring it up? Is there a way to bring attention to it? Because, I mean, oftentimes we don't even know, like you don't even realize that you're being that way. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, you know, I don't, um, I, but I'm not, nothing's coming to mind here on a, on a good way to do it that isn't going to make you look like you're just out of touch. And what you don't want is in a relationship is someone where you're easily dismissed. Right. Where they go, this person does not understand the situation at all. Whereas, like, this is where I'm most likely from a kid's like, I get, I get that blah, blah, blah is happening. I know you might, you may even be feeling X, Y, Z. I'm like making up like things that I think they hoping to connect with an emotion they have. However, blah, 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 blah. Um, if you don't establish the first two things, they can easily dismiss the thing that they agree with yep. by you just being out of touch. Um, and so but and if it feels like you're so far out of touch here, then I would just let it go and, and like um, and hope they catch on. Yeah. But they're not me. But but look at them graciously, too. They're not meaning to be offensive. She's she's probably not yawning. And like she's not having this conversation in front of it sounds like she stepped out. To have the 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 phone chat and like I don't know how you would know it's an emergency or not, but like you know it used to be when we 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 mocked the cell phones like hey you allow it to interrupt you, but like I mean the, the home phone was loud it would just <laughs> ring during a movie or you could you couldn't even turn it off <laughs> it, it, it just True. it rang you'd big have to unplug it yeah you'd have to take it out completely and yeah. it would cause and frankly that's the kind of thing that makes people real nervous oh their phone's disconnected and they <laughs> you know, they drive over or something and so like. 
it's been this way for a while, and and you usually took the phone call. Like uh, most of the time, you didn't say, "Hey, let me call you." I mean, you there was you no could, caller ID. You just you picked it up, answered because you knew it was big. Right, yeah, you rolled yeah. the dice, and so like uh, it, it's yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry that, that 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 this is bothering you, but like I, I think have some grace. I don't think they're trying to be um, ungracious to you. Okay, okay. But what did you have? Did you have one? Oh, we we I I turned it into the Pope's Town. Okay, okay. So it's covered under there. Yeah, right. it's covered. Okay. All right. We're well, listening to live uh, from the past. We very much appreciate you hanging out with us this evening. You seemed unsure of what they were listening to. Yeah, here's the problem. You're listening to live, I think, maybe possibly uh, from the past. This new thing I'm trying to do, the people were talking to me, and I was trying to get text messages at the same time. <laughs> no. Step out and take that non-emergency call, Ben. I was trying to file, I was trying to fire up our last, uh, uh, the song that ends the show. But like, uh, here's the deal, I don't pay for the um, premium Spotify. And so sometimes there's an ad in front of it, and sometimes there's not. And I don't have any way to check it when I'm when I'm on the air. Right. So I just got to like slowly listen up and say, hey, is it? Yeah, see, right now there's an ad playing, so now i got to duck it down, and i got to buy some time. Right. I don't, don't want to fire this ad. No, and that's perfectly understandable, yeah. too, at that point in time, go, you're listening to live from, from the past. It worked. Yeah, I mean, you've definitely bought yourself a minute of time in this now. That's what I'm saying. That's why I feel good about it. Had I not been recently uh, quasi-arrested in Connecticut for speeding in a Tesla? I feel like there's no universe in which you belong in a Tesla. You don't think so? No. You don't think I just flat out don't. I don't pull I don't belong in sports cars. You don't belong in a Tesla. Mm. I've tried to send a port sports car before. It's not great. I don't know how. I don't know if you've ever been in one, but like the side of it, like it's got the uh, it's got the door handle that's like real smooth, and you got to push it open. And uh, I, I, I again, I look ridiculous trying to use this thing. I don't understand. I can't just can't get the hang of it without looking real silly. I'd do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh God, this is the longest ad ever. It's still going. Yeah. You've been listening to live from the path for Thanks like for, a while now. Yeah. Anyway, you hey, hit us up on the complaint line. You should have bailed already. Listen, you're not handling your time well. As soon as I started talking about this buying time, you'd be like, you know what? I, what am I going to wait for the last minute and a half of the show for? They're not going to say anything of substance. There we go. It's coming in. All right. There it is. You've been listening to Life in the Path. 515-517-0085. Call or text uh, with your your thoughts. And uh, maybe we got the advice wrong. And uh, you want to let us know that. You can do that, too. I don't know what we're doing this week, uh, but maybe we'll be in here. Maybe we won't. In the meantime, be faithful in the means. God will hound to the ends. You've been listening to Live from the Past. Want me to lose something? That's a long ad. I forgot to start. Play by